The last Premier League game week began with the goalless draw at Stanford Bridge in the fixture between Chelsea and Fulham. There was an early kickoff at Goodison Park on Saturday, where Everton beat league leaders Arsenal 1-0 in Sean Dyche's first game in charge. Liverpool's dilemma continues as they lost 3-0 at Wolves in as many games. Minardai Goy had fought with 3 points against Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. Newcastle were held to a 1-1 draw at home to West Ham. And Man City lost the chance to keep the pressure on Arsenal after losing 1-0 to Spurs, where Harry Kane became just the third player to reach 200 Premier League goals, which made the difference. The January transfer window also came to a close in the past week, where some surprise signings were made. Welcome and stay tuned to the end of the episode to listen to our takes on some of these events. Tonight, I'm joined by Ojo Love and Master B. And I think the first thing I would like us to talk about is the transfers that happened in January. You know, we saw a lot of unexpected ones. There was Tipe to Atletico, there was Cancelo to Bayern on loan. And the most notable one for me would be Jogging to us now. You know, we didn't see we didn't see that coming at all. And for me personally, I feel like it's a good deal on both the player and the team which is us now now is a good team on both sides i mean it's a good deal on both sides you know as fans have been complaining about no replacement for party lukonga is useless eleni is not um stable and all of that and one thing that jogging offers for sure in a team is he knows how to like retain possession, he can hold the ball for you. And as we all know, Arsenal, Arsenal is a team that plays that plays like that dominates the game in, in most of their games. And that's one thing Jogo would bring for sure to that team, you know. And for him as well, leaving leaving a team like Chelsea to Arsenal is a big plus for him. He's won the Champions League with Chelsea. I think he won the Europa League as well. And the only major trophy is not one, is the Premier League, which has a high chance of winning if if Arsenal, you know, if Arsenal stays consistent this way and all of that. So Jolov, I just want to know what do you make of, of his transfer to Arsenal, you know, as a Chelsea fan, he, he left your team for a rival team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you started with me. Like I am sure I'm speaking for all Chelsea fans at the moment. You know, I say, I am glad Jojo left my team. Like, like win for Chelsea. I don't know whatever it is you are saying about here and Arsenal. Like, I'm not even sure I, I care about their love life. Whatever happens with the two of them, I don't know. I don't think I want to be involved. But Jojo leaving Chelsea is like the 100 blessing for Chelsea. And you, I am saying that's a 100 blessing for Chelsea. You should know that. That's a 100% cost for us now because Jojo is not that guy. I don't know whatever it is you are saying about him that he takes possession, this and that, that and like all the things Jojo can do is why Chelsea is in ninth position at the moment. So, like knowing that, say, tenth position from, actually, tenth position. Tenth. I, I thought Liverpool I just tenth. Oh, wow, we are still tenth. Okay, so Jojo is one of the reasons we are still tenth at the moment, and that is like that is Jojo for you. I don't know if the, the IPM, they say he can retain possession, he can pick out passes, he can keep possession. Like, Jojo will always pass to the back or to his side. Like, 
Georgia's most progressive past is on an acute angle of, let's say, 25. It's not even up to 25 degrees, say 15 degrees. Like, that is the highest world pass that Joe can do. Georgia has played for Chelsea for how many seasons? And I can count the number of assists he has on maybe one hand. Or say, so Georgia is not that guy that can fill in the boots at Asna. Georgia came on for Asna at 59, on 59 minutes for Asna against Everton. And Asna considered from Everton, like Everton that does not even have before, because Georgia is on your pitch. Asna considered on the 60th minute or 61st minute, like that there is the Georgia effect. So I'm glad Asna is still top in the league. I want Asna to win the league. At the moment, I am an Asna fan. I have my little friend Chelsea. At the moment, like, Giorgio is not that guy for us. Giorgio is no different from Lukonga, from maybe even worse. Like, Giorgio would have, no, don't, don't let me go. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with the Giorgio relationship. I thought I was actually, but now that I'm an Arsenal fan, I still, like, Giorgio would be the end of me. Like, that is just, that is just the sad truth. But Giorgio is not that guy at all, at all. Master B, what do you think? Uh, well, I expect I expect um, fans to talk like this because most times fans uh, are always emotional about their teams. But people that, that have taken um, football as their profession, I mean, not people playing now, but people that yeah that they have their lives surrounding football. Maybe the uh, people that do the statistics. We tell you otherwise to what you just said right now. Jogio is a very effective player in a good system. I'm not. I'm not a Jogio mm-hmm. fan. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. But having Jogio in your team gives you this kind of um confidence that he knows how to collect, receive the pass. And um and release it. One of my brothers that I've been following for last seven years now is a Chelsea fan, a very good Chelsea fan, and he is a football enthusiast. He likes to talk about football from the start sixties point of view. And that day we were talking, and we we, we stumbled on Jogio, and he was telling me that I've not been watching Jogio closely. I mean, this is the guy everybody watches on TV. We all yes. to. That we understand this game is purely sideways passes and back passes. And it was like, do I even know why each Chelsea manager keeps him? It's because it brings something uh, a lot of people don't really see while watching yeah. the game collectively. And then he came up with statistics. Fabio was one of the best defensive midfielders in the whole of. Europe last season, last season when they got to the Champions League final, he brought out statistics of Jorginho and um and Fabio, and brother on paper on paper statistics wise, Jorginho was better than Fabio. Jorginho this season has been better than Rudy statistics wise. The only thing Rudy has over Jorginho this season is probably passes completed, and well Jorginho has scored two goals. Yes, I don't think Roger has scored. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that. But I know defensive-wise, tackles, interceptions, and all of that, Jogino has been better than than 
than um, Roji. And of course, I know Jogio is very good at positional play, especially at that mm-hmm. Euros. He, 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 he knows how to, to mop up loose balls. And maybe that's why they, 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 say, they say he wins um he wins tackles and all. Well, but I feel like as now for, for Ateta to want to have that kind of player in his team, he must have profiled him. Statistically beautiful play, like all these um what me feel can I call Coutinho, Benafa, all these guys I have, you know, all these fancy footballers. But it's very effective when the system is good. If you want to see Jogio's flaws, eh, let there be intense press on your defense. Jogio will lost. I'll give you a very valid example. That that ethical fighter. I, I still want to blame that guy for that goal. I will blame Jogio for that goal. Because you saw Tillemans win the ball, eh, collect the ball, and you were the only person that was close to him. That's one thing Jogio will not do for you. Jogio will never go into one-on-one, one-on-one duel with an opponent. Never. He will never. And even, even, even if he attempts to go, he will, he he will not come out part. successful. Yes. Yeah, he, he will <laughs> part. So maybe that's what, that's what people watch. That's what people watch. Like, you see, game online or stuff like that, you know? Mm. But if, if, if you're not watching him, collectively, like, paying attention to his flaws, just watch him, try and watch him. You see that he's someone that that is effective in a way in ensuring possession of the team. And that's one thing that's not needed. They don't need you to come and score. They don't need you to come and come and be completing whatever. Just help the team progress. That's all. And I think it will do well for them. Do well for us now. So concerning Cancelo, I feel like Pep, Pep is just being Pep. And I'm not sure it seemed like, man, you, we have that kind of talent. I'm just letting you go on a platter of gold like that. But it feels because Ake has come into the team and he's playing okay. I won't say very well. He's playing okay. And he has this, uh, what's the name of this 19-year-old guy? Don't need to be for Lainey. We call Lewis. Lewis. And Casino has been crying for playing time. But because you, you can't compromise your team for him, you said you should go. Well, I think one thing that Gadula is enjoying is that all these guys is playing now. If they don't work out this season and you realize that there's a fault in them, if he's still amassed in this season, he will get enough funding to buy another set of players. So it's easy for him to just let somebody go. Yeah, as well as somebody go and Go and have play time. If the guy is so crucial and essential, I see people talking on Twitter saying that that's one quality about Guardiola that, that nobody is bigger than the team. If the manager is not letting you play, it's because you are not fit to play. Who has Cancelo and be saying that Cancelo is not fit to play? I mean, Cancelo has got into Bayern now, two games, two assists. That's what he brings to the team. He's a very effective player, but because Guardiola has just been Guardiola. And he can't, he can't um, compromise his um, his team for Cancelo. Let him go. Well, I hope, I, I wish he regretted, sir. Because I don't wish Man City were coming. So I'll just make a few comments. I'll just make a few comments about Man U's transfers too. Well, we bought Wigos earlier in the transfer. And then we were forced to make a deadline transfer for this uh, Marcel Sabitza guy. 
if Ericsson hadn't been injured, eh, we wouldn't have gone for that guy. Originally, we are very thin in that midfield department. I think we have only Bruno as our only creative athlete from the midfield. Bruno is our only creative athlete. Any injury to that guy, we are fucked. And then we have Casemiro. Casemiro that, that decided to come home. It wasn't like Manchester United were, were even looking into buying Casemiro in the summer. But he just felt like, let me just pity these guys. <laughs> let me just come. <laughs> even for that guy, I don't know where we would have been. But he came. If not, we would have been stuck with our usual friend, McTominay, uh, do in our, in our midfield. But I feel like um, should it be until Ericsson is injured that, that we'll have to buy another replacement? What if Ericsson injury happened in February? What if Ericsson injury happened a day or two days after the transfer window has shut? Eh, then we won't, have, we won't have any other option and to be using Fred and McTominay for, for the till May. Mind you, it's just... Fred has been good for you people now. Fred has been good for us because he's coming in as a sub. Most of Fred's um good performances this season has, has been off the bench. It's not, it's not that we are we are we are resting on Fred to, to start a game for when the game is zero zero. The best of Fred is when we want to see out a win and you know we just want somebody to help us do the dirty job running around our co. But should we even activate the one player is injured before we make transfer? That's one thing that is baffling me about that team. We're just lucky the injury came. Uh, in uh, in the time where we can uh, get somebody to come in, where it came during the transfer window. If not, we would have been on our own. And we are saying we want to play Carabao Cup final. We are still in the FA Cup. We are, in a way, I, I, I won't say we are in a title race, but at least we are trying to secure the top four and be third, second if possible. And we want to be playing with it with, it, with a, a very thin midfield. It's not done. It's not done. I hope this Sabta guy comes in and plays well, Shaq, because I saw his coming against Crystal Palace and very well. And I I, I don't want to... I, well, I don't want to let me go into that, but that, that ball that he won against Lukonga. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and yeah. he gave to Rashford. That yeah, ball... I know you were talking about it. In any way, any way, if it's not a yeah, we know. Or we'll let Premier League go with all of those... A lot of injustice has been done to my over over this season. I can't even count. Is it the one in Europa League? They are starting to count. They are starting to count. No, I mean, I can't count everything, but that's just by the way, though. So I just feel like the guy will play and Casemiro missing the next three games too. We should be able to cope with Leeds, Omanewe, and Leicester. We should be able to cope, yeah. So, I want to say something about Cancelo. Like, the yeah. Cancelo transfer saga and all. I, I can't believe I will be the one saying this and trying to defend Guardiola and be saying whatever against Cancelo. But from the World Cup, like, Cancelo had a deep in form already. It was evident. Cancelo is not exactly that guy at the moment. Cancelo, I watched Cancelo for Portugal. Cancelo dropped back-to-back sinkers, like, constantly. And I felt, okay, uh, okay, it's because you are out of the Man City system and all. But when he came back to Man City too, 
It's not like Pep did not try for him. Pep gave him chances to play. Pep played him up front. Like, at the moment, Cancelo is out of... I don't know, back in Bayern, all this German football, I don't know what happens over there. Like, it's normal that he goes back to Germany and he's having to assist. Like, if he's not having to assist, that's where the problem is. But um, Cancelo, for Portugal, Cancelo in Man City. Cancelo in Man City was poor too. And I mean from December to this like this January, like he had not been doing anything. He had not been doing this Cancelo duties, even all through the season, but he had the name. Of recent, his performance, his performances were very, very poor. Like on the level of, on a scale of 10, he was dropping performances of two, of three, barely reaching a four. So Gajola would have to use an Ake, use a Lewis that is still giving him a performance of six, a performance of five over a Cancelo that, even can give him a, a performance of one at times. So, Cancelo leaving Bayern is okay. Cancelo is Cancelo. He has the name. But, Guardiola is chasing an Arsenal that he still wants to, like, if possible, win the league with. Man City needs all their players on, like, in form. Guardiola can be a, a bald-headed idiot in such ways that he's benching for him. He's making some rash decisions. But with Cancelo, he actually did seem like like a well thought like a well thought deal to have him on the bench. He had not been delivering, but he's having to now leave to Bayern. Like it came out of the blue, it was shocking as hell. But when you process it and look at it, it's not like it's not that surprising. It's not that unexpected. It's something that okay, it looks plausible that with the situation on ground, with the situation on ground. Cancelo going to Bayern looks like, and it is not in any way Guardiola's. It's not in any way Guardiola's fault. It looks like the fault is from Cancelo's form in itself. So saying Guardiola, I don't like. I don't agree with that logic. I feel this one came from the Cancelo angle in itself. You can't be dropping four performances and expecting to start you. Like it's those coaches that keep starting players, and I'm going back to Chelsea now that keep starting Avat and start Mount and start when you start all these players. You would be intent, like, and Guardiola does not want to be tent on the table. Guardiola is not Potter. Guardiola wants to be first, second, and you can't be having for the Cancelo do all that and expect him to still play. Like these clubs are different; they have different expectations and have different whatever. So I don't think it is exactly Guardiola's fault, per se. Well, I think one thing about about Pepe's. I mean, I'm now I'm talking post World Cup after the World Cup. He's not been using a lot of players that he used before the World Cup. Even his starting lineup has been really different, you know. You see players like Grealish playing more regularly now. He didn't play Mares as often like he's doing now before the World Cup, you know. Players like Ake starting week in, week out with Lewis and all that. Even KDB is sitting down most times yeah. now, you know. And I think Cancelo Cancelo wants to play every game. Pep said it's that they had the discussion and Cancelo is a player that is not ready to sit down. He wants it's to play every game, week. Yes, exactly. He's not and he's, well. Yeah, and he's going to get that at Bayern, which is already doing anyway. But yeah. as if you like, obviously there are there are inside things that we don't know don't about. Because apart from the fact that he was loaned out, I mean they said the I mean the Man City the Man City page tweeted that 
he blocked them on Instagram. He even blocked some Man City fans and unfollowed some of the Man City board members, blah, 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 stuff like that. So I feel like the Cancelo and Man City and Pep situation is more than what, what yeah, we, I, we are, I we are just I saw something about the brain complaining about the way Cancelo was treated and some other big bodies in the dressing room complaining that but all those ones are like the media will always bring something. Of course. But still, I, I saw something about Mares, like this Mares having to play. Gadiola said at the time, all the time he was not using Mares. Normally, with this guy out of the attempt Sterling, it looks like Mares was not going to have any competition. Or like with both Jesus and Sterling out, Mares was supposed to start almost every game. Like he was not supposed to have any competition. But it's the same thing that happened that is happening with Cancelo that happened with Mares at that time. Because I even knew about this marriage because I had him in my FPL. Like, I was that sure. I was as sure as Gadiola that this guy, you are that guy. But he kept dropping stinkers too. Gadiola has to make a comment like, that yeah, uh, marriage, I know, believe marriage is a genius. He can do these things. But at the moment, he's not, he's not doing that. And when he's ready to play, when he's ready to play, he will give me performances that I want. And in the course, when marriage actually started to deliver and when he looked involved, he has not been benching him anymore. He has been playing. So I feel as rash as we say Guardiola is, and I can't still believe I am the one doing this because I don't like that guy. But there are still some conditions that lead to some certain things and whatever. And still, I'll still stick to it. Cancelo was still basically like, Cancelo is still basically the cause of this transfer because his form is not good and he wants to keep playing. And that cannot happen in Man City, not under Guardiola at least. Like it's not going to happen. Right. Um, there's also um Kelonavas to Nottingham Forest. And I mean Nottingham Forest has been recruiting a lot of players. Mm-hmm. They've they've gone, I think, five games unbeaten now. And you know, we know they've been mad with their transfers, but for a player like Navas, a three, four time Champions League winner to leave PSG and join them. That must have been some sort of business they had on their hands there. And yeah. um, I don't think we have to dwell on that anyway, because obviously he's not been starting games at PSG and he wants to play all of that. Yeah. I think we should just move on to... Um, Harry Kane became the third player to reach 200 goals after Shira Rooney, you know. Now he has the most goals for a single Premier League club, and he has 100 away goals. And most importantly, his goal, his goal, um, his goal denied Guardiola and his men the chance to, you know, at least catch up with Arsenal a little bit. And that that performance was, I mean, I'm saying Tottenham's performance now. It was it was crazy. You know, when when everything won that game against us now. In my head, I was telling one of my guys that Omo, now everything we pay get to go use play that game against Tottenham. But apparently they've played in, in the new Tottenham Multiple Stadium five times now. That's Man City. And they've not scored a single mm-hmm. goal. So the lead the lead on the table for Arsenal now still remain five points with Arsenal having a game in hand. Mm-hmm. And they still have to face Man City twice anyway. I don't, so, I, don't, I, mean, I don't like I don't like where they say they have a game. The game none they have is Man City. So let's just no, he's not. Him. No, he's not. He's not. 
it's, it's not City. City. Yeah, it's City. Yeah, it's City. They've not played City at all this season. Yeah, but the game know. in hand is not City. No, the game in hand is still not City. It's, I think maybe Leeds also is not City. They still have a game in hand. Yes, they've played. They've played one game less than Man City now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But they've not played Man City at all this season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they've not played Man City twice. If they play Man City twice. Yes. Man City will be playing Arsenal twice too. But Arsenal see as a game in hand. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't, I don't even think we should dwell on this so much. Uh, because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody don't play 21. Arsenal don't play 20. That's the... 20. They get. Yeah. That means, yeah. So, they still have one game in hand. Regardless yeah, so, exactly. So, go, going forward, what do you think? Like, obviously, uh, for Guardiola to, like, to, like, have a chance now, he has to win both games. And all of that. You know, I said it on the last episode that I was hoping for a Tottenham miracle as usual. Like, yeah, Tottenham can just come out and say this Man City, they will not beat us. Like, and there is nothing they will do. Like, and there's nothing Gajola will do about it. Like today, there was nothing to do about it. They still lost. So, and I said it last time too. Like, it, it is Man City that should be scared of playing Arsenal twice, not vice versa. You people should stop hyping this Man City team and stop downgrading the Arsenal team. Everything that kept Arsenal at bay, like they were at the top of their game, and still does not mean Arsenal did not play well. Arsenal still played on and on a percent of 100. Arsenal still played at a 65, 70%, but just did not get to go. But Man City today, like uh-uh, just for now, Man City today played at a 20%, 30%. So like Arsenal... Arsenal has everything to go for. So I don't know why we still keep... No way we'll get there. Like, I wish I was an Arsenal fan at the moment. Like, I would brag my rights off. But sadly, I'm a Chelsea fan. Um, like, I don't even have much to say. But uh, Arsenal, I, like, I, I, Arsenal... I thought you were siding with Arsenal already now. Wow. No, uh, although, like, we all know all those ones are just, are just momentary. We know where the, where the blood is, that the blood is blue. But that aside, Asna is still that team, regardless of the loss. Like, Everton's loss was just their second loss all season. And we all know that uh, it just happened like that. It was even Tacos that scored, like, all the game, early kickoffs. Like, we have a lot of things that we can list that affected the game. So, don't worry. Asna is still that team. Like, don't, like, and I'm glad Manchester even now lost. So, it's still five. There's no prayer there, like, Asna is still coming for the title. Don't worry, up Asna. Asna for life. No, no for. <laughs> I, I think this Premier League season, this Premier League season is um everybody thinks it's just straightforward and all, but it's kind of to me, it's looking kind of dicey, honestly. Okay, now you so, want to win Abby. Why you get it's looking like we have a very unprecedented ending to this Premier League. Like and, like Manchester United, Abby. Guys, the way things are like, people think of Massey is not in form. Well, but City, eh, over the years, they are City, okay? And anything can happen. It can have a change of fortune anytime. That is who City is. That is who they've always been. But on Asna's part, <laughs> I, I was telling one of my brothers as an Asna faithful to the core, you know, I was telling him that see, I always make 2012 season an example 
point of reference every time that when things are like this, it seems like you are going to win the league and everything is happening for you, blah, blah, blah. You are beating the big guys. 2012, I think it was only Man City that beats Man U. But every other team, like the Chelsea, Tottenham, everybody they collect. We were eight points clear with five games to go. I will never forget that season in my life. And miraculously, we lost the league on good difference with Aguero putting the final dagger last minute of the season. But we were, we were, we were I won't say that it was our fault. Because we got wanted to relegate and they didn't want to relegate. They were almost relegating and they didn't want to relegate. So first half of the season is always different from the second half of the season. You won virtually all your games first half of the season. But when second half of the season kicks, when teams want to secure Europa League sports, when teams have something to play for, you don't want to relegate, you want to make Champions League, you want to do this, you want to do that. Then you now see teams that Performances that they can't replicate again the next day. In fact, they can't replicate it the next two hours after the game. But for that 90 minutes, they will just put up a very... I'm talking from experience. All these things just come. Arsenal, do they have that mental strength? Do they... When Moreau was winning the league, eh? Moreau will play very beautiful football with you, Kokon. 2015, when Mourinho won the league, when they played Tottenham all out, Tottenham beat them was it five one. Since that game, January first, 2015, January first, Star Hurricane game where he used Chelsea to do FIFA, till end of the season, Mourinho never went all out with any team. He was always defensive and playing on counter throughout, because he understands that if you are playing fancy football with majority of the teams in Premier League, they don't have any other team to lose. Or they will try to find a way of making sure that you don't win. Arsenal, do they have that mental strength? Cadula has the team. He has the. He has already had the. Uh, what's it called? The squad depth. He will overpower you. Over time, will Saka, Martinelli, Odega be able to do it? In Pizia, will they be able to do it? That's my problem with Arsenal. And then this one is that you think is not informed. We just come out of nowhere. I just win like 10 games and that's the end. You get so it's very dicey. It's very dicey. Of course, if I'm to choose between the two teams, I would choose Arsenal. Though I don't want Man City winning the title three times on the pounds, but Arsenal at the moment. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I just feel that's my own opinion. Over time, over time, when the league starts to eat up, go, 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 they would they would they would um in a way share. They will collapse. They will over time. They might. Don't let, don't let me be. Don't let, don't let me be certain. Let me just say they might. They might collapse over time. I think well, I just asked PSG. Having Manchester United from I'm 100% sure Gadiola cannot do anything, cannot pull off any miraculous in this season. So let's just wait and see how it goes. Okay. Um, well, well, another issue that has been going on and on for the past few days 
but unfortunately, because of time, we won't be able to discuss it tonight, is Mason Greenwood's issue. And we can't, we can't, I mean, we can't say anything about it tonight because of time, but I think we'll do an irregular episode later in the week, not, not too far, maybe on Tuesday, Wednesday. And, you know, that episode will just be about Missing Greenwood's situation with my United and the club stand on the old saga since since the updates has been dropped on his issue. Please can reach out to um to the host so we can come on this program and uh, podcast and discuss. Oh, this is emotional. This is emotional guy. I really want to, I really don't want to. have your last talk about Greenwood, please. Like, so let's I'm have, let's, let's, let's have, let's have other people talk about Greenwood and not Biola. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, if, if anybody is like interested on in being on the episode and all of that, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for coming through tonight, even though you love now, nah, now nah, you love. It's not my fault, it's Nigeria. Whatever, man. So, yeah, till we meet, not next week now, till we meet later in the week. Um, Have a fruitful new week. And please don't forget to keep sharing and subscribe. You know, drop your comments, drop ratings, and all mm-hmm. of that. Thank you so much for all the time. <laughs>